Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast. This is Capes 14, Hypnos. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game filled with cosmic horror, existential dread, and Mike, that skeleton swinging from the very top of an old oak tree deep in the forest where he knew no one would ever find him. Your investigators of the unknown are Gabe as Roy. I like Mike. He seems like a stand-up guy to me. Matt as Rocky. And after that experience, we can cross hentai off the fetish list. And Brian as Pippa. Does that involve Mike, or we talk about something else? <laughs> Depends on how much consent we can get. Welcome back, players. How is everybody doing tonight? See, Gabe's here in his new apartment. Yep. Good, good, good. Well, guys, recently, Queen Elizabeth II died, and there were queues that took as long as 24 hours to get through to view the coffin. So my question is to you, when you die, what do you want your funeral to be like? I would like no funeral. I want you to put me in a burn barrel in the backyard, stuff me in there, roast some hot dogs over top. Just have a huge party is all I want. I uh, My funeral will be attended by the 99% of people who I've met that will all outlive me. The goal that I do not want to be buried in a cemetery, but I want to impede traffic as much as possible. That's very important to me. So I'm going to mandate, I'm going to custom make flags with my face on them and have people drive around the city running red lights. I want a whole lot, something nice. But what I do want is I want to be uh, cremated and then stuffed in one of those pods that has a, a, a tree seed in it and then just plant me somewhere nice with a view so I can I can become a, a, a tree. I think that's really cool. Put me on top of Mount Everest in a coffee can. Like right now? I'll get the salzal. Well, I'm sort of between the two of you. So ideally, I want my body to be uh, rubbed with olive oil and salted heavily and curled up and placed inside of a big green egg and where it will smoke overnight on some nice low heat. Every couple hours in the dead of night, Brian would have to get up and baste me. The next day, all my friends and family would carve me up into succulent slabs of pink meat, stuffing their faces and washing it down with the last beer that I brewed. Then, collectively, they would march to an open grave where my wife would administer the ceremonial feather to the back of their throats. Eventually, bit by bit, I would be interred peacefully. You gotta love long pig. Why did Brian call him a pig? Listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, drop us a letter from beyond on our website at lovecrafttapes.com. And this show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. So let's all dab. Appreciate that. And before we begin, guys, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello, Aria. Did you want Don't to listen in on me and Rock enjoying ourselves? Don't encourage Should you. I describe to you what we're doing um, right now? Huh? <laughs> What's going on? Let's see. Look, these wind shells document anything you do in order to banish the spirits. I don't banish spirits. I'm fixing the tango. Of course, we can't open a new hole into the Aetherweb every year. But spirits aren't always bad. Are Those they? are exactly the reason tangleweeds happened in the first Akasar, place. I'm sure Rocka knows how to get through a water gate without disrupting the magic belt. So what happens when there's a hole in the weave? Does magic <laughs> pour out? It is already broken! 
Let more of air into this world. I'll destroy Wait, every no, single no. one of them. You've fed enough already. I will kill you, you filthy Whoa, little... Whoa, come down, Vaka. Try it, fellow jester. God, ferocious runemaster. Your friction will grind the weaver twain. <sighs> Yarta. In moments like these, I wish I could see the runes. What's wrong, Raka? Is that Tangleweave maybe too difficult even for someone as great as you? Counterbalance, a high fantasy audio drama. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get podcasts from. Howdy, folks. Roy here, inviting you to visit my newly built retail store in downtown Arkham, Arroyo's House of Caskets. Don't be fooled by imitators. This isn't chalet du coffins. This isn't showroom of sarcophagi. My models are the real deal. Satin lined, airtight, built to last. Let's face it, one of these days, we're all, you're all, I'm not, gonna wake up and find that you're no longer breathing or have a heartbeat. It's the natural order of things. So why fret about it? Instead, plan for it. Why take a look at this little beauty here. See that shine? It's polished mahogany, and it's gorgeous. A final resting place fit for a king or a queen. We don't discriminate at the House of Caskets. If you're going into the ground, you may as well get comfortable. It's cold down there. I would know. It's full of worms down there. I would know. But by God, every single box we sell is proven to keep out the insects and the vermin. No muss, no fuss, no rats. Oh, I know what you're thinking, but Roy, what if I'm not dead and I wake up in the coffin six feet under? No worries, deadly friend. Each Arroyo-approved casket is outfitted with a special cellular flip phone. Guaranteed to get a signal no matter how many tons of earth might be piled on top of you. Just dial 668-3323. That's not dead for anyone that can spell in phone. And we'll send someone with a shovel. Toot sweet. Try to hold your breath. And if you have to go number one or number two, try to hold that as well. As our warranty states, if you soil it, you keep it. Otherwise, feel free to return for a full refund if you're not truly deceased. Remember, folks, the next time your vital signs take a hike, it may not be the end of the world, but it might be the end of you. Be prepared to get comfy in an Arroyo House of Caskets casket. I trial run all our pine boxes, so you can tell a friend, Roy slept here. And we're back. Why do you guys think this product and or service would be outlawed in some countries? Anti-competitive practices. It's offensive to 846 different cultures in different ways to each of them. Every single culture can find something specifically about this product that offends their sensibilities. And honestly, I think that that's impressive in and of itself. Yeah. I was thinking it was the stench, mostly. That's the best part. Now... Dear investigators, we play Case 14, Tape 10. Watch the White Doves Go.
Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. Adrift in a sea of ignorance and fear, our diligent detectives row on in the hopes of spotting a safe haven where they may dock. Pippa suppresses her natural tendency to race for the lifeboats. Instead, clinging to Arroyo coattails to help guide her through the haunted ship. Roy wades knee-deep in the past, struggling to recall details that might steer them toward the next portal. Rocky forges ahead, but manages to stir up grasping tentacles which whisk him into the depths and yet another little death. Will this next jaunt deliver them down darker pathways into Roy's subconscious? Or will Ulthar finally reveal itself? Roy, as a warm wind blows at your back, you look up at the stylized A carved above the front door of this house and realize instantaneously where you are. The Angerstein Place in Leland, Texas. Your skin breaks out in goose flesh as you recall all the terrible things that happened here years ago. The Molotov, the fire, the smell of your own hair burning. You steal a glance at Pippa and Rocky standing next to you on the porch to make sure they haven't noticed your nervous reaction, but they are too busy studying the surrounding area. Rocky, this homestead gives you an uneasy feeling. There is a peculiar smell coming from somewhere, perhaps beneath this very porch, of something long dead and rotting. It's sickly sweet like an unwanted hug from an elderly aunt doused in heavy perfume. Out in the yard, a lone tumbleweed rolls by, even though you detect not a lick of wind. There is a canned quality to the air, as if this stale dreamscape were simply a facade. Pippa. This house is wrong. You can feel it deep in your marrow. There is a miasma of darkness clinging to every surface like black mold, only visible at the periphery of your sight. When you turn to look, it's gone. Yet, you can still sense its presence, hungry, waiting. But, As Danny said, sometimes the only way out is through. You take a deep breath and look at the Brothers Arroyo. So, uh, what is this place? It's Texas. I look to Rocky and look to Roy. We're in Texas? Cool. I don't think I've ever been to Texas. It's not as cool as the ocean. Yeah, because that's water. It's much cooler than land. You never heard of a jacuzzi? So how about this specific place that we're standing in front of? Oh, it's the angled schmish. This the the ang. It's the 
it's this house. Angerstein? I think I might have heard that name before. Yeah, believe that they're doing some kind of spookums haunted house things. You know, we had to come down here for some investigation. It was this whole thing. I got burnt to a crisp. Wait, you got burnt? Yeah, it was an investigation. The burning was an investigation? Oh, no, that's because I got locked in a room, and this, like, punk kid thought it would be funny to throw a Molotov cocktail at me. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. Rocky, have you been here? Or were you part of this investigation also? Oh, no, this one was uh, before my time. You were a baby? Yeah, before I this I was busy doing other things at the time. I wasn't here for this investigation specifically. That's why I remember it fondly. So we're gonna rely on Roy for this one again, right? You've been relying on me for everything. Unfortunately, it's the only thing we have. Rocky, keep an eye out for tentacles, okay? Hey Rocky, try not to die. What are we supposed to do, Roy? Uh I'd say let's go inside. What was it you were investigating here? Well, you know, there's always disturbances in the area and that's when they call us in you know when you're an agent like i am they bring you in for special assignment okay cool well clear for me all right and i'll uh see if the front door is unlocked it is yeah it opens easily let's head in shall we i'll follow you and i will head in last but as they're walking in i'm going to double check my pockets to make sure the uh, skeleton key is still on me and that I didn't like disappear during the last incident. Everything that uh, you had uh, is is there with you. Oh, lovely. You don't drop your inventory on death. We never found the gem, jackass. Of course you have it. Stop being so smart, Roy. Uh, so you step in. Uh, Roy, you, you see very familiar sight. Uh, this is the foyer of the house. Staircase going up to the right, upstairs. And then uh, a hall, short little hallway that ends in a door. Well, we better get looking. Doors always hold the answers, so. Oi, what do you think you're doing over here? I mean, you could possibly uh, fill me in on what's happening. I mean, last thing I'll remember, there was uh, something about some goop. And now I'm here, not quite sure where that is. So, Roy, you turn around at this voice and you see Detox standing next to Jack. What the hell's going on here? You know, I was just asking the same question, actually. Oh, boy. Last thing I remember is uh, being attacked by a rug, a bear rug. Um, you lost to a bear rug. Really? Hey. I don't have a ton of time to fill you guys in. Can you guys search your pockets real quick and show me what you got? Sure, I got some dentine. Oh, I'll some uh, big red if you want to try it. Oh, yeah, I'll try one of those, yeah. Ah, cool. Neither of you have any keys? Yeah, actually, they have the same stuff as uh, their predecessors. I mean, I got this key ring, which has these three things on here. I'm assuming they're for something or another. Why do I have a nightcap? Detox has the uh, marble. I want all of this thing, too. All right, okay. Who's this picture of that I have? Cliff Notes versions. Um, we're running through my dreamscape nightmare hell where I have to relive all of my past adventures and uh, we're being tormented by some bug shagath guy and uh, he... Uh, is trying to make us not be able to get to him, I guess. But that marble that you have, Detox, uh, will help us get to him. And, um, uh, we gotta find the doorway. Any questions? Uh, is this H-lock any doorway? Is there anything specific I should be looking for? No, it's a big glowing monolith. Oh. Oh, A glowing doorway. So a portal. Um, Yeah, a portal. That works. A porthole. So all the houses that you uh, visit this run down, um, are just uh, special. Get all the fun ones. Oh, are you, like you never. I'll never end up anywhere nice, you know. You're gonna end up somewhere nice. Real luxury yacht. Let me tell you that. Ooh, I'm not positive, but I think there was something upstairs, like a mirror. We might want to try up there. That 
that definitely was something special. Okay. I mean, Mia's on exactly dolls, but uh, if you say so. Well, I mean, every other time I've done this, I've had to go up or down. So let's try up. I'll lead. I'm going to start heading up the stairs. So is this just like an empty house? Are the things like wandering around we should be uh, aware of? They were setting this up to be uh, like a haunted house fundraiser for a church. It had a a demon or something in here that was starting to drive people crazy and they would kill themselves. Oh, that sounds really cool. Going to say I missed it. Expect it to still be here. So uh, you tromp up the stairs and uh, yeah, Jack, this looks very familiar. There's a long hallway with several doors. So are we just going to like walk past all these doors? Are we going to like try any of them? Give me two seconds here. If I remember correctly, the door... I think this first door is storage. Might be a closet. I think that second door is a bedroom that had some freaky shit in it. I mean, you never know what's behind the door until you open it. Jack, give me an intelligence bill. Uh, I need a 75. I got a three. That's extreme. So, yeah, that's a good enough roll to recall that indeed the mirror, the antique mirror, was up in the attic. It's honestly up to you if you want to check each door, but I know exactly where we need to go. It's at the end of this hallway, last door. We're going to have to climb a ladder, though. It's in the attic. We can't go. If we got to climb a ladder, the scenario's over. Roll for climbing ladder. So I'm going to just uh, bypass the doors and head straight there like I'm on a mission. Jack leads you all the way down the hallway past each of the doors and opens up the final door in the hallway. What's behind? Door number three. One, two, three, four. Door number five. Three, sir. Now, you can keep door number five or... I'll give you $1,000, and you can move to door number two. There is a bedroom that was converted into storage. There's just a bunch of boxes around, and uh, in the corner of that room, there is a, a ladder leading up to a closed hatch. I approach it, like, from the side, looking up, a little nervous about tools coming in. Hey, Detox, why, why, why don't you go first, Detox? Huh? Look over, and they're, like, just digging through the boxes and pulling stuff out and tossing it. Huh? You want me to do what now? I was uh, distracted. You have this marble thing. Why don't you head up first to see if there's anything glowing up there? That way we all don't have to waste our time if it's not there. All right. I'm going to walk on over and, I guess, push the door open. Hello? Anybody in here? Nobody home? Ding dong? Uh, So let's go ahead and see if this is going to be a bad dream or a good dream. Uh, Roy, make a luck roll, please. I got bad news about this roll. I needed a 10. I got a 67. It's a fail. Spend the luck. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have any luck. Wait, I was supposed to roll a D10, right? Detox opens the hatch into the attic and is greeted by darkness all around. Yeah, it's kind of dark up here. From the south, you see, appearing out of nowhere, a lit Molotov cocktail turning end over end straight at you. You can do a spot hidden to negate the surprise. I needed a 66. I'll roll a 51. That's a success. So you do negate the surprise. You may dodge versus throw. I got a success in my throw. I needed a 36. I rolled a 60. It's a failure. Molotov goes hurtling through the air and explodes on the top of the hatch. Crikey. That would be nine points of fire damage. Holy crap. I'm down to one hit point now. And what you're going to do now is have to make a luck roll. Oh, I needed a 57. I rolled 92. That's a failure. Roy and Jack look up to see an explosion of fire and a wailing scream from Detox. Ah, What the fuck is this shit? And then poor Detox 
goes hurtling back down the ladder and lands at your feet dead. Crikey. Still burning. Still on fire. I quickly look around to see if there's a blanket or anything I can throw on him. Give me a luck roll. I needed a 41. I rolled a 97. Here, use this gasoline to put the fire out. You reach over instinctively to grab a blanket that you see nearby, but you realize too late that it is so old, incredibly flammable, and it just bursts into flame. Two points of damage to you as your arm catches fire. Ah, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> so next week, we introduce three new characters. So Roy, you see all this occurring. Not kind of just stand there in disbelief. After just a moment... The flames die out. Just as you're getting your wits back, you hear a gasp. And Detox, who is at the bottom of this burnt pile beneath a charred blanket, crawls out perfectly healed. Oh, that was a spicy one, huh? Let's not try and do that again. A moment later, Jack does the same thing. And they both stand up. All right, do you guys get it? You can't die. Really need to watch the hot sauce. What the hell was that? Pippa and Rocky... Please reduce your characters by 10 constitution each. But you will be full hit points after that. You can go to your new max. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. You know what? Uh, you're going up the ladder next. I'm going to stand down here and wait. I think we send Roy up after that. Although I do feel quite refreshed. I don't... I'm going to wait this time. Uh, now that I know. Just uh, watch out for the Molotov. Uh, there's some dude in the back apparently just chucking Molotovs at him when he comes up through the door. It's rude, really. He surely won't have two. He might, and don't call me Shirley. I, everyone knows there's only one Molotov in existence, and he just used it. I only remember there being one Molotov, guys. Well, have at it. Take a big step back. <laughs> this one's all you, buddy. I'm there for you in spirit. Emotional support, really. I'm gonna climb up the ladder gun first. So you come into the attic proper? Just hear from down below. I'll believe in you. You got this mind of a matter, really. You're able to see pretty much all of the dimension of the attic because the mirror is all the way to the south and it is glowing with that same white light that you now recognize as a portal. What do you see up there, Roy? See the portal, so you better get up here. Just wait for it. Just wait. Wait, you're not used no Molotov this time? Damn. Told you I only remember there being one. All right, so I'm going to head up the ladder. Jack emerges into the attic. Uh, no issues. You see the same thing Roy does? So we just go through that and then we're good to go? Or Sure, it will be that easy. I mean, things are never that easy around here. You should know that by now. What? That's Detox coming up the ladder. So all three of you are now standing by the ladder? So I'm assuming the glowing thing is uh, your portal. Yep, that's where we gotta go. Now, I do remember some bad juju going on up here. We gotta be ready. Uh, you guys can go first. I've had my fair share of bad juju for the day already. And it doesn't look like I have my gun with me. All I have is a whistle and a condom. I don't know what the hell's going on here. And a nightcap, like an actual cap you wear at night for bed from the 1900s. I don't, I don't get it. Well, I want to talk to someone about that. I also have a nightcap. We can match. Oh, yeah. all right. Let's put that on. And I'll put it on, adding 300 defense to my character. I wonder who doesn't have a nightcap. Yeah, I do have this thing, though, and I'm going to pull out the gun. Any of you ever figure out how to use one, and then I'm going to pull the trigger and shoot a bullet into the ceiling? Oh, that's how it works. Here, let me see that. That is a nice piece, you mind? Oh, no, go right ahead. I'm going to just point it at you. You want it or not? I got a quick sidestep and grab the gun out of Detox's hand. All right, Jack, you remember the 
portal, lead us there. Well, it wasn't really so much a portal when I was here, but if you think that's where we're supposed to go... It is. I'll follow. I'm going to hug the east side. East side? Walking between the pillars. Serpentine! Serpentine! I can view the whole room as I'm walking, rather than being going through the center and having to watch both sides. It definitely seems a lot emptier than you remember it being. There is simply nothing except the mirror. And it is that same beautifully ornate with the stylized A above it and a bunch of symbols carved all around. Glowing white, you can't see anything past it. It does not cast a reflection. It appears to be a strange gateway. We start casually strolling down the middle of the attic towards the portal. Doing finger guns. As will I. Are you also doing the finger guns? He's doing actual guns. (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing flare guns. And uh, the three of you are now standing before the portal. Sorry, do we lock touch it or walk through it? Or how does this thing work? How does it work? Well, we go we go through it. All right, and I'm going to shove Jack into the portal. <laughs> I want to... And he's gone. Yeah, what do you know? Uh, you want to go next or should I? I'll go next, I guess. Rock, paper, scissors, you for it? No, I got it. After you, milady. And then I'll go through. And Roy disappears. Ah. Uh, Magic portal, all right, all right, you can do this. Uh, it's no big deal, it's just a magic portal to another dimension. You just, you just gotta trick yourself into it, you know? Oh, look, there's a quarter, and I'm gonna lean forward through the portal. Roy, you wake up in bed, but not just any bed. No, well, this one is very familiar. It's in an upstairs room of Blaine Manor. The East Wing, if you're not mistaken. You glance out the windows to get your bearings, but that's no help at all. Pressed against the glass is an impenetrable substance like that of midnight ink. It shifts and moves like smoke on water. From the adjoining bathroom, you hear a toilet flush. I go knock on the bathroom door. In here. I'm in here. Sam? Yeah? It's been a while. Uh, what the hell's happening? What's the last thing you remember? Uh, nothing good. I was trapped in a puzzle box made of obsidian. How am I at Blaine Manor? You two keep it down. I'm trying to sleep. It's just good to see you. But I have the door closed. How can you see? Do you have a camera in here? It's not me. Sicko. I'll be out in a minute, okay? Okay. Dan? I'm gonna poke my head out from one of the bedrooms. No, seriously, I'm trying to sleep. Why are you guys so noisy? Because it's not sleep time right now. And you know if I'm saying that, that it must mean it. Can you guys go talk in the, like, by the stairs so I can finish in the bathroom, please? You're talking through the bathroom door walls. Oh, I never knew you to be a shy peer. She's a, a shy shitter. Dan. What? Do me a favor. Depends on what the favor is. Your favors scare me sometimes, Roy. Find the marble in your pocket. A marble? What? Is that a euphemism? No, I literally have, like, this bronze-looking marble thing in my pocket. Don't know where the fuck that came from. Hold on to that. Don't get rid of it. All right. Why do I have a whistle and a condom in my pocket? Sounds like you're having a good night. A whistling condom. All right, I'm going to come out of the bathroom into, obviously, the proper bedroom. All done, sweetie. Don't go in there. I mean, you know what happens when we eat at the tapas restaurant. Well, you went to the tapas restaurant in Maine. If you went to the tapas restaurant on Central, this wouldn't have happened. So, what's going on here? 
Uh, last thing I really remember was I was on a boat and it started storming and the boat flipped and then I was in this bedroom trying to sleep and you two were shouting through bathroom doors. I'm going to reach over and grab Dan's hand and just squeeze it. So I might be dead, but I also might not be. Well, that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, elaborate, please. I'm being tormented by a demon old god from the, like, 40s or something. Like, real old like that. And, uh, he's making me run through a lot of memories. And honestly, this is the first one that hasn't been horrible. So, we'll see. So you're saying we're in your subconscious? Yeah, I had a friend with me through him, but I forgot about him a couple ones ago, and now he's just gone. So it's kind of just been me and two of you, but not you, you. They have what is in your pockets, but it's been changing lately. Okay. I remember reading something about this when I was doing my research. What did you read? We need to find a gemstone within your memory system, and that'll allow us to move on. It's crazy that you know that. So then what is this thing for? I'm going to hold up the bronze marble. Um, that is the thing that makes Sam look stupid. We don't need to find a gemstone because we have that. Oh, that's why it's important. I grab it and look at it. I have no idea what this is. That is the get-out-of-gem-free card that we somehow achieved to get. So this lets us get out of your subconscious? It lets us get to the next portion of it. Uh, have either of you seen any glowing monolith type things? Well, for a minute there I did, but I was just pushing hard. It's your show, Roy. What are we supposed to do? We gotta find this gateway, but I don't have any horrible memories here, so maybe for once... Oh, no. We gotta go to the basement. <laughs> this place has a basement? Oh, yeah, you don't know that. Sam, did you know this place had a basement? No, this place doesn't have a basement. I've seen the plans for this place. I'm pretty sure we would have known if there was a basement. Right? You guys don't know. Uh, I ended up living here after uh, whatever happened to each of you. Well, I know what happened to me. Dan, what does he mean what happened to you? You know, part of me doesn't want an answer to that question. I need you to focus, Dan. Is the last, last thing you remember being on a boat? Yeah, and there was a storm, and the boat flipped, like I said, and I was in the bedroom. Do you know where the boat was going? No. If I did, I don't anymore. Okay. That stings, but all right. And you hear the sound of breaking glass down the hall. What the hell was that? Ninjas. What do you mean, ninjas? Why the hell would you have ninjas? Sound like it was coming from the West Wing. We could go investigate, and Dan could die and then come back to life, and it would take a while. Wait, I could die? What? Or we could hit the basement and run away from danger? What are we feeling? At this point, we'll follow you. You've done this before, obviously. I still don't understand what's happening. Yeah, me neither. Let's just go. Come on, Dan. Hold on, I'm going to pat my pockets and pull out the gun. Well, that's handy. I'm going to rack the slide on the gun and just ready it in case anything happens. I'm going to start heading in the direction of the elevator. I'm going to put my hand on Dan's shoulder and turn him around. Dan, I missed you and I'm sorry. We'll talk later. Let's go. So Roy is heading out towards the elevator in the main hallway. I am following. Rush past Dan and catch up to Roy. Three of you are standing in the main stair hall, and directly behind you to the south is the sweeping staircase, which leads down to the ground floor. And you can see this black liquid 
is creeping up the stairs as if the entire ground floor is flooded. So what was that about the basement, Roy? Uh, Roy? Um. Each of you give me a spot hidden, please. I needed a 66. I rolled a 78. That is a failure. I needed a 75. I got a 12. That's an extreme. I needed a 45. I got a 9. That's an extreme. Dan is standing in front of the elevator. Samantha sees something ooze out of the archway to the west. More of that black liquid. What's more disconcerting is you're pretty sure that you can see thousands of eyes opening and closing within this black liquid. Uh, We got to do something quick, Roy, if we're going to do it. Start pushing the button for the elevator frantically. And it goes ding and opens up. And take a step inside. Uh, look, Roy, I don't know what you think, but there's no basement here. You got you got the one and you got the two. All right, I'll start beating on the walls of the elevator. You recall, Roy, that there was a special code to get to the basement. I'll hit them both. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like a A, B, 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 A, A, B, 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 A, B, 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 Select start. Yeah, I'll hit up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B. And as you do so, you notice both of the buttons inside are softly pulsing, glowing that same white light as the portal. As the doors close to the elevator, the creeping ooze attains the second floor and the doors close, protecting you. Close, 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 close. Roy, the elevator announces that it has arrived below with a now familiar electronic You're not at all surprised to look around to see both Pippa and Rocky staring back at you as if nothing had happened since their transformations. Hydraulics whine as the doors open to reveal not Blaine Manor's secret caverns, but a vista unlike any you've seen in your lifetime. Less than 50 yards in front of you is a small thatch-roofed village nestled in a bucolic field of swaying green grasses, willow trees laden with yellow moss, and vibrant butterfly bushes tipped with amethyst flowers around which dart and hover iridescent sapphire hummingbirds dipping their tipped beaks for a sip of sweet nectar. The pink horizon is alight with the fire of two suns, each radiating gentle heat. Far in the distance, you're able to discern a crisscrossing series of stone staircases which lead heavenward from this plane to similar environs that seem to float untethered in the sky. These islands hundreds of them, twinkle with light and life, like faraway planets. Dim shapes drift at the edges of this strange universe, reminding you of great undersea creatures moving with grace and silence among the stars. So entranced are you by this vision, it takes you by surprise when you hear someone clearing their throat and approaching from the direction of the village. It is Mr. Surtsey, smiling, and 
petting something in his arms. A black cat who watches you steadily with unblinking emerald eyes. Roy, good to see you again. Welcome, friends, to Ulthar. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. No, the Ewoks are on the forest moon of Ulthar. There's oh, difference. that's right. My bad. Nub nub. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. It really threw me for a loop at the beginning. I could tell. <laughs> totally swapping accents. It was fun. That was good. It's exciting. So cool. It seemed This one seemed to go so quick. Yeah, it did. I mean, who doesn't love a quickie every now and then? Well, it's time for some hashtag recommendos, so let's share some geeky obsessions. All right, start us off, Gabe. I'm going to be recommending a comic. It's been a little while. It's called Undertow. It's produced by Image Comics. It's out of 2014, I believe, which that early 2010, early to mid-2010s Image Comics was just on a complete roll, producing some of the most underrated comics of all time. There are so many full series out of that era that I own, and that's a tough ask to own a full series of comics. Uh, Not this one so much. It's definitely a mini-series. It's six issues. There's one collected paperback edition if you just want to go that route, which at this point it's been eight years, so that's probably the route to go. The premise of this story is Atlantis has failed. It's a mutated, disgusting mess, and it's uh, horrifying. The government is failing. The people are revolting. It's a horrible mess of society that just isn't working, and we're following a group of Mer people who are trying to set off on their own and find a way to potentially start their own colony and hopefully learn to live on land. I think that the art is wonderful for this. Uh, it is a uh, kind of even Lovecraftian in how harsh the edges are and how over the top and color ridden the entire thing is. Uh, everything is, seems to be like a seeping, disgusting thing. It's a wonderful, uplifting story that's contrasted by a horrifying world that's going on around it, and the art reflects that. It's just underrated. That's the best way I can put it. It only got six issues. Each one of them is better than the last. Uh, you really learn to like these characters and some of it just is kind of brutal to read so if you like that sort of thing check out undertow from image comics thank you for that recommendation and matt you are up next i'm gonna go out and say uh that you guys should give a game called legion td2 a try what it is is it is a really unique combination of co-op and competitive 2v2 tower defense so the idea is that you and a friend are playing together against another team of two or potentially even more teams of two. And you are simultaneously building up your defenses against the continual waves of enemies to protect a common boss that you have at the back. So the goal is you have to defend your big boss while at the same time building up resources to send enemies to other players in hopes of breaking their defenses to end to to kill their boss before they kill you so it's this really like frantic game of do i buy extra units to help buff my defenses do i upgrade this unit where am i going to put these do i want to invest in resources so that i can you know hit the enemy harder next round and it's a, a really compelling game loop especially if you're a fan of of tower defense games uh, as a 
bunch is like eight or ten different factions that you can choose to play from. Each of them has their own unique units and abilities and strengths and weaknesses. So there's a lot of different play styles you can choose. You can find something that works for you. You can go for something different every single time. But it's a really fun game that's easy enough to get into, but has the depth that if you really want to put the time into it, you can really put the work in to master it and become really good at it. Not only can you play against other people, but it has a whole tutorial series to teach you how to play the game and has really robust AI options as well. So if you're like me and you're not ready or good enough to play against real people, they have like four or three or four different levels of AI so that you can really kind of take your time to learn and practice. And you can play with friends against bots. You can play against your friends. You can play with other people. So there's a lot of options. It's called Legion TD2. Thank you, Matt. All right, guys. Uh, Well, my recommend note tonight is, as you know, I love Korean food. Something about the spices and flavors and the combinations are unlike anything that I encountered growing up. Now, a few years ago, I worked near a Korean restaurant where I discovered a vast array of dishes that were bold and invigorating. That's when I began tinkering with pastes like gochujang and more recently, doenjang. Doenjang is made from fermented soybeans and brine. The taste to me is kind of tangy, but with a kind of umami mushroom flavor. Uh, recently, we tried a very simple recipe that I wanted to share for roasted doenjang onions. What you do is you take two big onions, big white onions, cut them into rings about a half an inch thick, put them in a bowl, salt and pepper them. In a smaller bowl, mix up two tablespoons of doenjang, two tablespoons of EVOO, and one teaspoon of white wine vinegar. Then you pour that mixture over the onions and then rub it into them with your hands. Just uh, move the onions to a cookie sheet lined with parchment paper, pop it into an oven at 475 Fahrenheit, and roast for about 25 minutes. Then give them a flip. Cook them for another 10 minutes until you see some good color and then uh, pop them out and you can set those aside. We used them on burgers, which was incredible. Then we used some of the leftovers, just plop them in some ramen and it kind of jacked up the intensity all around. The beautiful thing is they're not spicy hot. Doenjang is not hot, but they are very addictive, these particular onions, so be be careful. Uh, You're going to crave them all the time. And the best thing is you can get doenjang at pretty much any Decent grocery store. I'm going to try that. I'm sure I spelled that properly. Brian, it is your turn. Finish this out. Um, I'm going to share a TV series that I started on HBO Max. It's also on Epics. It's called Pennyworth. It's the origin story of Batman's butler. So you catch up with him. He's fresh out of the military in England, and he's starting his own security company up. And it's how basically how Pennyworth meets Thomas Wayne and how they start up a relationship, which is not smooth by any means, and how they're butting heads and all of the crime. And there's no superheroes. There's no gadgets. It's just a really cool show to get a background on a character that you really don't know much about. Every movie that we've ever seen with Pennyworth in it, or even TV show or animation, they don't really cover his background. You get little tidbits here and there. He was in the SAS, obviously, you know, the Special Forces in England, but you don't get any other background. You just know he's Batman's butler. And he can handle himself. So I was really impressed. Really good quality. Uh, They put a lot of thought into the details, the music, obviously, the relationships. You get some characters that are coming in that you think might turn into something later when Bruce comes about. But you're not sure yet. 
So there's three seasons. If you're able to get it, even if it's just a trial pass on one of these services, I highly recommend checking that out. It's it's really well done. In each episode is roughly an hour, so you can pace yourself as you go. And it's it's worth it. Each episode kind of kind of pulls you in deeper and deeper into this world. So check it out, uh, Pennyworth. It's on HBO Max or Epics, and I think you can rent it on uh, YouTube or Google or stuff like that. Okay. Thank you, Brian. Well, guys, that's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anyone wants to reminisce about bad accents, hit me up on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. And if anyone wants to commiserate over bad accents, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. If anybody just wants to gush about Jack and Samantha, it'd be fun to talk about them. I miss those characters. That was really fun. Reach out to me at Brian Podcasts. Until next time, roll for Midnight Ink. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2022. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.